This program is intended for mature audiences. Parental discretion is advised. Hello, this is the Hard Fried Podcast. That's Michael Combs. That's Michael Martin. And that's Keith Clanton. Hello! How's your mama and them? Y'all, we are back with the final episode. The final episode. Episode 20 of our Queer Horror Series. If you're a new listener, be sure to catch up on previous episodes wherever you get your favorite podcasts. It's been a minute since we've recorded because we got ahead of ourselves, which was nice. We got behind and then we got ahead. Yes. And then we also got busy. Busy. Keith got a job for those keeping track. (laughs) I've been busy being spooky at the Spirit Halloween. Vegas. You've gone places. Michael, you've been busy too with Americana Fest and you had to work this weekend. I did. You had a Kylie listening party on oh my Thursday. God. I mean, I've been loving this weekend. It's Kylie. Kylie, it's Kylie fever. week. Yes. <laughs> Can I tell you, I came home the other night and he had it on. And I was like, so how many times have you listened to this? Because you know, I wanted to watch TV. And he was like, oh, just all day. <laughs> but That's I do, what I do. I do have a favorite song. What one? I don't remember. Y'all have to tell me. Things You Do For Love. Things You Do For Love is my favorite song. Yeah. I have a question for you, though. Yeah. Did you break the tension? I Yes. <laughs> I was ready to break the tension. I broke it Thursday God. night. I got that CD on Tuesday, and I waited till Thursday. I was oh, good. look at you. He did good. I was like, I would not have waited. I, I tell him either. If well, songs leak, I don't listen to them. I don't want to hear them. But my thing is, you had a listening party while you were at work. Right? Yes. I would have wanted to listen to it in peace. Because you know those people are going to be like, you're open for business. So I just thought you would want to listen to it before you opened, you know. I wanted to listen to it as they listened to it. Everyone in the store at that point was only there for Kylie. So. I'm, I'm funny about stuff like that too. I don't like to listen to the tracks before they come out. Like, yeah. Kelly, our girl. No, oh, I don't I care. Don't. I will. Yeah, like, she'd be releasing clips of everything. And I'm like, damn, I would like a little bit of surprise. Like, exactly. And I like to listen to albums. I feel like they the put artists them in put order. them in order yes, on purpose. They do. And I don't want to listen to them out of order the first time I hear them. They do. They do. I like to listen to them. I mean, it doesn't deter me from buying the album. So well, I you're going to buy like, Kelly's album regardless. So I feel yeah. like I can do both. But I mean, I get why people do it. It's just not something I want to do. Yeah. Well, what well, was a big weekend for you both, too? Because Kelly had a deluxe chemistry oh, release. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. Mine is somewhere well. around here. I don't know where. It's right there in that bag. Okay. Well, I, I did get it. Um, yeah, so that's exciting. Kelly and Kylie weekend, KK. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of KK, Kim Kardashian. (laughs) No, y'all know here at the Hard Fried Podcast, we don't love a Kardashian, okay? Or a Jenner, especially a Kylie. Especially a Kylie. Kendall's the only one I don't mind. I agree. But she doesn't like, she's She's not not like like the other ones. hungry like the rest of them. No. Um... But American Horror Story started, so we were just talking about this. 
before we turned the mics on. Uh, but Mike hasn't watched it yet. No, but we can talk about it. It doesn't I, matter to me. I was not going to watch. I was like, I'm probably not going to watch it. I'm just kind of over American Horror Story. Um, I didn't mind the first episode. I mean, we did cave and watched it. Because I did. was very curious. And I, and I, um, yeah. What did you think about it? Michael? I mean, I like it. I have... I don't know how I feel about Emma Roberts, to be truthful. She kind of always plays the same character to me, and she always has this, I don't know, this undertone of bitchiness to her, which I think is probably from her her real persona. I totally think that. And She's I'm not a, a whiny. Yeah, and I'm not a huge fan of her boyfriend, Matt Zuckery, who I know from Gilmore Girls, and I certainly don't like Kim Kardashian. Is but, that Logan? Yeah, uh, yes. Okay. Yes, Logan. God, he is... What? Oh, wait, he's in the show as her boyfriend. Yes. yes. I was like, wait, what? How did no, I No, miss- not real-life boyfriend. In the, okay. In the, in the show as her, as her boyfriend. And then the thing I hate the most is I didn't think Kim did a bad job, and I didn't want her I to didn't. do a bad... I wanted her to do a bad job. <laughs> I was the same way. I thought... I mean, she's not that bad. Like, I would not... Like, if I knew nothing about Kim Kardashian and I saw her in this, I would not think this was her first acting role. Yeah. Um, but, on the flip side, I feel like she's very much playing a like momager, her, right? So, she's kind of she playing her mother. And so, I feel like how much acting is really involved in it. But I will say, like, her timing was good, like, in all of the dialogue between her and Emma Roberts' character because she plays Emma Roberts' publicist yeah but they're also best friends like her timing was really good and i was like damn okay yeah i was surprised and pissed off at the same time but like we 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 mentioned this before we turned the mics on but we all know how american well this is just how i feel about it no we all feel the same way we all (laughs) like four episodes in we're gonna be like what the fuck is going on and i'm gonna get bored and then I'm probably going to stop watching it like I did the last two seasons. But if we carry through to the end, in that last episode, Ryan Murphy is going to be like, give them everything, everything on the storyboards. And they tie up 15 storylines. And it's going to be, yeah, 35 sub-stories. You don't know what's going on. <laughs> and then it just ends abruptly and you're like, well, that was terrible. Because I feel like his seasons always start off really strong. And then the end just gets very messy. That's just it, me. No, it does. I Aside from agree. the first like couple seasons, like I feel like I feel like my last like good season viewing of American Horror Story was probably Freak Show. So four. I agree. Four is that four? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I did also really like nineteen eighty four. Four is that what it's called? Well, you liked Roanoke too. You said I did like Roanoke. There was a lot that went on, but I liked Roanoke. Yeah. I feel like season five Hotel was when he started trying to do too much. I agree. Like I, I liked the season. Like, and I was excited. I remember when it was coming out. I was excited to watch it. But there was like so much happening that well, by it- the end of it, you were like. There's I mean, too there's too much. Well, I feel like in all the other seasons, so that's a good point. Because I feel like Hotel had all these really iconic characters. 
and they like really went in on all of them so it was hard to like keep like there was just too much going on whereas in all the other ones before you had a lot of great characters you got a little bit of back like just enough backstory but your main story was like it was easy to follow I don't well, know. I mean, just to segue into other things, talking about horror story, Coven, I just went to New Orleans and saw all of the things, which yeah, was I bet that was amazing. Awesome to see Lalaurie's mansion, Marie Laveau's house, all of that, the Coven house. Yeah. We stayed in a B&B that pretty certain had a ghost in it, so that was oh, fun. It's New Orleans for sure. Yeah. There's we, ghosts all over the place. Well, I'll just, okay, long story short here, I'll just give you the short version. But me and Ryan were laying in bed. Doing what? Sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) And because we were exhausted, it was the first night there. We're laying in bed. I'm already KO'd. He's actually asleep too. He wakes up and our bedroom light is on. Like the overhead light. Uh Mm -hmm. And we were like, well, he said, he was like, um, obviously, no, we didn't go to bed with the light on. So he reached over because these were like high ceilings and there was a remote that controlled the light and the fan. Mm-hmm. So he reaches over, he grabs the remote, he turns the light off. He's like, I didn't really think too much about it. I was like, oh, that's weird. And I was kind of looking around. He's laying there for a few minutes. He kind of goes to doze back off and that light comes back on just on its own. Then he kind of freaked out a little bit. Then he really freaked out when he went to reach for the remote and the light went off by itself. Oh. Oh. That was when he woke me up. <laughs> and he was like, something's going I, on. I don't know what's happening in this room. And yeah, I was like, visitor. I was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, the lights just keep coming on and off. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, well, what do you want to do? You want to like walk around and say, he's like, no. And I was like, well, I'm going to have to get up because now you woke me up and I got to pee. So I got up and just kind of, I was, I'm not particularly afraid of the spirits and things. No. Like yeah. I just, I talk to them if I feel like they're there, you know, if I, if I feel like they're there, they're making themselves known for whatever reason, I want them to know that I'm not a threat. So I will converse. I feel crazy doing it. But hey, hey, something. Look, some people talk to themselves. So <laughs> and their dogs, <clears throat> and their dogs. I have pet. You should have downloaded dogs, one of those so. ghost apps and yeah, like the temperature. Seen, yeah, like seen and then maybe you could talk and see what words populated. That'd been kind oh, of fun. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I don't know about that though. I have I a know. similar story. I'm not going to share it, oh. but it happened at a at a motel and it. What happened to you happened to me, and it did freak me out. I feel like at that point I would have just unscrewed the light bulbs. Like I don't know if it was, but I guess it didn't like keep happening. So, well, yeah, like after I was like, I told him I was like, I feel like after because we went downstairs and we were eating breakfast, and as we were sitting at the table eating breakfast, like something fell in the room upstairs. Me, him, and Ashley were all downstairs. Like, there's nobody else here. Yeah. So. Okay, but I told him after we acknowledged it, and we were like, "Hey, we're just here chilling." Yeah. <laughs> and then, like when we would go to leave the house, I'd always be like, "Bye, go, see you later." Like, 
You know, not a pro- probably not a bad idea. No. Just be like, hey, we're here to chill. Do what you need to do. Yeah. We're, we're gonna... not here to bother you. Yeah. But, I yeah. mean, you know, obviously there are bad spirits that... Yeah. Well, I think he would have felt if it was Aren't bad so spirit, happy. Though. Yeah, like it didn't feel heavy in the house. That's why I was like... I mean, it wasn't like they were trying to, like, grab my CPAP mask and strangle me <laughs> or something. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> Uh, no, that would have been a hard one for me not to laugh at. <laughs> that fucking CPAP machine. That's probably why you didn't know anything was going on. Yeah, because you had the CPAP on. All right, well, y'all, we could sit here and chit chat all day, but I've got a question for y'all. Okay. Yes. Um, have you ever been thrown into the wilderness to practice traditional gender roles after being sent away to a backwoods summer camp known for practicing conversion therapy? This is America. Not since my time in Montana. I I was going to say, I think I came very close to going to one of these camps at one point. Oh, yeah. Oh. I had to go see a... This is like totally... I guess it's kind of on topic. But at one point, I had to go see a counselor. This was when I was 17. And of course, she was like a Christian counselor. Terrible, like, crater face. Okay? (laughs) And I just remember hating her. Very typical, like, counselor. Like, well, how do you feel? Well, what do you think? Well, how does that make you feel? Anyways, hated her. Um, But then she told me there was a group that meets in Franklin, Tennessee, no doubt. And, you know, they can work with you to really um, not be the way that I am. And I said, no, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. I politely declined. And how old were you? Did you 17? politely decline? Well, she... This is you. She said, you know, that they we could change or whatever. And I said, let me ask you a question. And th- I remember this story. <laughs> <laughs> I said, let me ask you a question. And she said, sure. And I was like, you, t- at, you telling me that I can choose... To be gay or not. It's like me telling you to go lick a woman's pussy. Like, it's not going to happen, right? And then she said, well, I think we're done. And I never went back. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. I'm sorry. And look at me. I turned out great, y'all. <laughs> I turned out great. Okay, well, today we're in luck because we are talking about... They, them. They slash them. Come on. They slash them. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I'm guessing that some of you, you're not happy. Maybe you don't fit in. People make fun of you. Well, I can't make you straight, but you give us this week and we might be able to help Boys cabin over there, girls cabin over there. I use they them pronouns, as in they can't believe they're at this camp. I have zero interest in not being gay. There's no judgments in this room. Sometimes I wish I was invisible. I would understand it a lot more if there was Bible thumping and queer bashing. Do you even believe in any of this? Come in, please. Do you think your parents are disappointed in you? 
sometimes. So what do you do? You try to make yourself special. You become they. Today, we're going to be exploring traditional gender roles. Look how long they've been doing this. It's time to play. This could get a lot worse. Where's my killer? We need to get out of here. Taste? Just enjoy the sunshine and work on your tan. They slash them. All right, They Slash Them was released in 2022. It was written and directed by John Logan, and it stars Kevin Bacon, Theo Germain, Anna Klumsky, Chlumsky, Klumsky, whatever, and my Carrie, girl, <laughs> my girl, Veda, <laughs> and Carrie Preston, True Blood, who I love. Um, so Michael, why don't you go ahead and like kick us off oh. on this journey we're about to take? Into I feel like there's a Whistler lot. Take us to that camp. happens in this movie. <laughs> so the credits do open with some black and white old timey photos, and mm-hmm. then we are introduced to Bertha. I just made up that name. Um, her, she her name's Molly. You do not know her name is Molly. Her name is Molly because you do not know her name is Molly is till to be Molly. <laughs> well, you just ruined the whole damn movie. <laughs> well, I'm sure people have seen it already. Bertha. Bertha's driving through the back country <laughs> listening to what I assume is a book on tape about some horror something or another. Yeah, she had a CD player in her car, which made me think, how long ago is this supposed to happen? Because she's got like an old school CD, like one that you would get installed. Like you'd go yeah. to like, I don't know, like Circuit Sonic City? Express. Yeah, Circuit <laughs> City, pick it out. And then like your dad would install it for it. That's what it looked like, right? Yes. I had one of those. I think take we all the, probably take all the face do. plate off. Yes, so no <laughs> one steals it. God, <laughs> um, she has a tire blowout. She gets out to investigate and discovers some nail strips. Then she hears a noise and discovers a very bad CGI deer. Very bad CGI deer. Then she gets in the car. Well, wait. We gotta we gotta talk about the flat tires and the no cell okay. phone service. Because when she gets out of the car, she looks at her phone. Obviously, she has no cell phone service. And I thought. Wow, how original. (laughs) (laughs) Flat tires and no cell service. I know where this is heading. (laughs) Very true. I mean, at least they explain the flat tire. Most of the time, we don't even get that. That is true. We did see the spikes in the road, so we knew that it was intentional. Right? Yes. Okay. So, she gets in her car. She hears a noise. She hits the brakes and sees an axe-wielding masked man murder, murderer. That was We've clever. all seen this horror movie and know what happens next. Yeah, well, okay. So, let me just say this. I think the opening to this movie, because this is our second. Michael and I have both seen this. Mike has not, so this was his first viewing. When the opening happened, I was like, okay. Although very typical, this looks like it could be a very promising slasher movie, mm-hmm. right? That's the my that was what my immediate reaction was to it. Now I want y'all to think about that, and we'll revisit it later. Okay, got it. <laughs> a bus, 
I put a bus of kids, young adults, because at that point you do not know their ages. You don't. Pulls into a camp called Whistler Camp, where they respect, renew, renew and, rejoice. and rejoice. Yeah. So I have comments on that. Out later, comes but. a bunch of oddballs and misfits and a little bit of this and that. Uh, a little we, bit of everything. There's little a little bit of, bit of everybody. Yeah. Like there are some kids that look like, okay, well they're probably gay or trans, trans. or whatever. But then you have your jock guy. You've got your little pretty white girl with blonde hair. Like so, it's a little bit of everything. Then you've got about ten kids that we don't know about. Yeah, they yeah. don't have yeah. any speaking <laughs> roles. Very much, and then so. they just kind of disappear in the shadows. Yeah, we don't know who they are or anything about them. We are introduced to the camp owners and counselors, owner Owen Whistler and his wife, Doctor Cora Whistler, activities director Zane and his wife Sarah, camp nurse. Anna Klumski, because I did not know remember her name. Molly. And groundskeeper Baltazar. Baltazar. What yes. a great name. Yes. The groundskeeper and, and you Baltazar. Duke. Oh, oh Duke. Duke. The old, old dog Duke. Yes. My, my favorite. favorite. My, my favorite, favorite character. <laughs> yes. Hands down. My favorite character. I will say when they come up to camp and you see all of them on the porch there, that was a really good shot that they did because they all look so happy and welcoming. And then Kevin Bacon comes out and all his Kevin Bacon-ness. <laughs> With that yeah. great hair that he's had since 1997. Yeah, but let, here's the thing about Kevin Bacon. When he was younger, I didn't find him attractive at all. Like, at all. He did not... like. Friday the 13th, I think about him in Friday the 13th and like Footloose. Not a handsome guy to me, okay? But the older he's gotten, I think now he's a very handsome man. Well, he's also what I would say is natural. He's definitely had nothing done no, to his face. No, he looks great. Yeah. Right? I think yeah, he I mean, looks great. I'm sure he puts makeup on for movies, but that's probably about it. Yeah, but, he isn't getting yeah. Botox and facelifts and... Injectables. And he's married no. to what? Kara Sedgwick? Yeah. Kara Sedgwick. Oh, they've been together for I a like million years. Her too, yeah. One, well, so. Sosie Bacon is his daughter who was in Smile. And she's actually going to be at Monster, off topic, going to be at Monster Mania Con. And I'm like, do I want to go meet Sosie Bacon? I think I might. <laughs> we loved that movie. That so. was a great movie. Yeah. But I like Kevin Bacon, though. I think he's pretty good. I, I just like Kevin Bacon. Yeah. So, Hello, man. wasn't he like the producer of this movie or something too? He may have. He may have been. I'm pretty sure he was like. I know one Jason of the... Blum was, but. So, <laughs> Owen introduces the camp as some place inclusive with no judgment. The campers are asked to hand in their phones, computers, medicine, and narcotics. He seems really nice right off the bat. That whole thing does not seem like a genuine. No, it doesn't oh. seem like an actual <laughs> well, conversion camp to well, me. Well, see, I think it, for me, I feel like watching it, even more so the second time. I think I picked up on more stuff the second, obviously, second time watching it. But I thought Kevin Bacon seemed very genuine. He did. And I thought, then why are all these kids here? Well, that was my whole I thing watching it just the first time. Because, I okay, so a little precursor to everything. The little paragraph when you go to watch this movie, was very misleading. I think and, the trailers were misleading mm, a little bit. So, like, because, I mean, they pretty much advertise it as LGBT group going to conversion camp being stalked by a killer. 
So right, that's which, what I went into. Which but is not the case at all. No. And I... So I was already... Maybe this is how I would be had I gotten off this bus. I definitely would have been very skeptic. Oh, So, yeah. like... I mean, I guess I can get along with him being a little genuine, but I was also just side-eyeing him. Like, mm. It seems a little too good to be mm. true. Yeah. 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 Well, even the whole scene with Jordan, right? Jordan Which saying we'll get to next, yeah. That they use they-them pronouns. They're not sure which... They're trans and they're non-binary. They're, yes. Yeah, they're not sure, like, which campsite should i go mm-hmm. to Kevin, yeah. and kevin bacon says well why don't you bunk with the boys see how you feel and then we can talk about it so he seems very accepting and that's not how i imagine a conversion camp would no, be not <laughs> well no also i kind of like one of my first thoughts was okay if this is supposed to be like you know i mean he says we're not trying to turn you straight we're trying to le- make you fe- be the happiest version of yourself or whatever he right. said. I'm like, but we all know that's not right. Yeah, and the whole point of them going there is because... So I was like, why are they putting all the same sex in the same cabin? That was my first thought. Hmm. Like, why wouldn't this be at I'm, least like a co-ed type... Yeah, mixed gender. Whatever. But like, by all means, let's put all the boys... In a who cabin have together. gay feelings and <laughs> yes. all the lesbians yeah. who are like, attractive. Well, even the one kid. I, don't, makes, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> well, I don't remember the one kid's name, but he even makes a comment about the jock guy being sexy or something. Was it Toby? Who's Toby? Was it the black kid? The black guy that Toby. wears the necklace? Yeah. Toby. Yeah, like he makes a comment about Stuart. Stu. Stu. Stuart, whatever. It is um, Stuart, but he goes by Stu, yeah. Yeah. And then right off the bat, you know, Stewart's like, meh. Like, <laughs> like Just think, like that. Literally. <laughs> and you think, when you're watching it, you think, okay, so like Stewart's the one that's really like, he's the the butch guy that like, wants maybe to be he straight. really wants to be there. But look, at the end of the day, they all go like, whatever, we can just kind of glaze through over this. But like, it, you pretty much find out they're only there because... Of their parents in some way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, except for one of them, which comes up a little later. So, as you already said, the campers have to go to their respective cabins. We are introduced to Jordan, who is our, I'd say, our main camper, who is yes. trans and non-binary. Um, then everyone meets up in the common area. And they sit in a circle. They're asked to share why they are there. We find out that the main campers' names at this point are Jordan, Alex, Toby, Kim, Veronica, Stu, and Gabriel. Some want to be there and others do not. Well, I think the only two that really want to Stu. be there is Stu and Kim. And Kim. Kim. Yes. Because they want a normal life. They're your like stereotypical like cookie cookie cutter guys and girls right well they look like they're the two that would be together and 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 yeah yeah yeah. totally um i just want to be loved i just want to be like everyone else (laughs) so why would you want to be like everyone else that's so boring it certainly is but they're young they don't know you know they're young and at this time that's kind of when we figure out how old they are well Yes, because they Some talk a lot college about their parents, age. so it makes me think they're like 17, 18, 
maybe 19, a, yeah. maybe a little older. Yeah. Maybe high school yeah. seniors, freshmen, sophomore colleges. Yeah. Um, so then they all go back to the respective cabins and we, I already know. And we see doing. a face cream montage. I love the face cream. I thought that was funny <laughs> because Toby is putting on his, his night cream. And then Toby gives some to Jordan. And then the straight guy's like, Meh. and then and he turns Stuart over. And, Gabriel. <laughs> and Gabriel's putting some on. And I'm like, dude, like, how do you think you we all look great? You got to moisturize. <laughs> exactly. You got to moisturize, bruh. So, Alex wakes up very early and goes to take a shower. As she is showering, Sarah, one of the camp counselor, walks in on her and ends up taking her to Owen. We find out that she is also trans, and then she is forced to go to the men's cabin. Which was really shitty. Yeah. Can I tell you? Sarah is a the fucking bitch. Cunt. Oh, bitch I and a half. Hated her. <laughs> yes. And like, what's her boyfriend's, her fiance's Zane. name? Zane. Zane. Yeah. Okay, here's the thing with Zane. He's also not great. But, like, he doesn't even come across like he's a nice guy. He looks like a douchebag. He acts, acts like, like a douchebag. Like, that's fine. But Kim seems like she's a Sarah. sweet... Sarah? Sarah. 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 <laughs> Y'all, I don't know these There's people's so, names. There are a lot of characters. Look, I'm going to tell you right now in my notes, she's just girl counselor. I don't know what her name is. That's how it is in my notes, too. Girl counselor. What's her name? Sarah? Sarah. Sarah, the girl counselor. Not Veda. Not Veda. Yes, not Veda. I know her name. It's Molly. Um, but she's a bitch and she seems so sweet. And this happens multiple times, I feel like, in the movie where she comes and goes, so sweet. But then she's a fucking Turns. C- Oh, I yeah. just I'd kill her. She is a cunt. I wouldn't kill her. I y'all, I wouldn't kill anybody. I want her to fly. So they then go to an obstacle course, a building program, and Alex shows up wearing Jordan's clothes as she doesn't have boys' clothes, and Jordan is wearing her dress, which I loved. I loved that, that whole too. I did. Well, thing. I like. Well, here's okay. The one thing that <laughs> stood out to me when Jordan's Jordan says clothes really weird to me, and Jordan was like, "We can get you some clothes." <laughs> Does anybody have any clothes for Alex? Can you can Alex borrow some clothes? Then Toby. And I was like, calm down. We got it. But then Toby said yes. Not even my but vintage. None of my vintage. <laughs> none of my vintage clothes. I like Toby. Yeah. I think Toby's probably my favorite counselor. No, or camp uh, Camper. Camper. But I also really like Alex too. Yeah. They're the best. I mean they're, yeah, they're the best, they're the best two characters. Yeah. They are. So they do this. I don't know. Obstacle course. Is this where they make bracelets? Well, this turn. This is the camp montage, y'all. So it shows a little bit of everything. I love this. They're making bracelets. They're jumping over what? stuff. They're climbing ropes. They're jumping helping through each tires. Other. They're helping each other. Yeah, because Jordan's it's up a at learning the top exercise. And come up, and Zane's like not happy about it. No, he's pissed. Fuck Zane. <laughs> I was just waiting for Posh Spice to walk by. Me too. <laughs> Not caring. Yeah, push down her little black dress and keep walking. <laughs> so after all this, we are Alex ends up breaking into the nurse's office and is found by I'm sorry, what's her I just Molly. put Anna Klumsky. Molly. 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 
fi- uh, 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 Molly finds her. We find out Alex is looking for her mo- her home. Hor- hor- she is looking for her hormones, estrogen hormones, estrogen hormones, uh-huh. and Anna gives them to her and says it's their little secret. Well, I think it's funny at first because she's like, "I need my Zoloft," and Molly's like, "You know, Zoloft is a very, very powerful st- drug." <laughs> And I was thinking, bitch, I was on Zola for like two years. It did nothing. So I switched to Lexapro. <laughs> Zola is not that well, strong. I mean, and it'll make you gain weight, y'all. Yeah. Trust. It, I mean, grant you, I've never been in this kind of a situation. But, I mean, is it? Are they allowed to just be like, hand over your medicine? I don't think like, so. That's, that's some well, kind of. No. But considering this is some a Christ- conversion yeah. camp, I would say. They do whatever the hell they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it'd be a bad outcome if that happened in real life. Well, Take everyone off their antidepressants? Well, Ke- yeah, like... Ke- Kevin Bacon's character is on the Chamber of Commerce, so he can do whatever he wants. Exactly, exactly. He does mention that later in the movie, by the way. <laughs> he He's on the Chamber of Commerce. Um, um, well, fuck me. I don't know. <laughs> Um, this is where we do find out Alex's story, which is sad. The only reason she is there is because she loves her little brother. Yes. And her, she has to be there because otherwise her parents are going to not let her see her brother anymore, mm-hmm. which is sad. Very sweet, though. Like, yes. she's doing this just so she can remain in contact with her brother. And, of course, you know, this is also... We see the soft side of Molly... And you're just yeah. kind of like, like, oh, maybe oh she's so you're a good, like a, she's a good, good counselor. Yeah. yeah, definitely not like the rest of no. them. I just not did, like Sarah and Zane. Nothing like Sarah and Zane. Girl and boy counselor. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, she pushes the, you know, the medicine and she's like, this will be our little secret or whatever. And I was like, okay, you go, Molly. I like her. Well, yes. I actually have in my notes, I was like, I'm glad that they went this way because I really didn't want to hate my girl. Yeah, how do you hate Veda? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so they are then woken up in the middle of the night, handcuffed together. Wait, can I say one thing really quick before yeah. we move on? I'm so sorry. Something it's really important that Molly says because Alex says, "What you know?" She's asking like, "Why are you letting me do it?" And Molly says, "Well, I believe in healing. That's all." And that is a big foreshadow. True. Okay. So then they are woken up in the middle of the night. Handcuffed together and taken into the woods. Mm-hmm. And what are they told to do? Sleep there. <laughs> no, they're told to part ways. Everybody go in a different direction. In ten min- and walk for ten minutes and then stay there. Yeah, they're pretty much Tell camping s- with nothing. Yeah, handcuffed to each other with, I mean, completely helpless, essentially. Yeah, I thought that was a really stupid exercise. Because, again, a lot of them are boys and boys <laughs> together, and girls and girls. And I'm yeah. like, you think they ain't going to do a little hanky-panky out in the woods when nobody's watching them? Well, somebody is watching them. Well, our little mass killer shows up for a second. Our little mass killer does show up for a second. I'm the type of... Well, first of all, I wouldn't be going to a camp. Second... I am also the type of camper that if you tell me to walk 10 minutes in any direction, I'm going to walk right back towards my cabin. <laughs> 10 minutes <laughs> like, to my cabin. Like, I'm going to go right back to bed. All right. Handcuffed to whoever's with me. Uh, That's true. Y'all didn't yeah. clarify, so I walked 10 minutes back to my cabin. But um, really, that was just a big old fucking 
diversion. So they could so go through their shit. Sarah and Zane could go snoop. I think Car- uh, Carrie Preston. Cora. 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 It oh, goes yeah, through the stuff, too. Zane, do no, it's, it's just Sarah Cora. and Cora. And Sarah. Sarah and Cora. Yep. Yep. Being yep, little yep, yep. snoops. Triathlon um, assholes. Yeah. So after all this, they are brought back. There is a therapy session. Jordan goes to therapy. All I put is Jordan has therapy and Cora is Dr. Cora is a bitch. Okay. So this is here's my thing about this. Carrie Preston's role in this movie, even after this, is very small. But I would like to go on record and say that she had the best performance by far. Even if it was just the scene. It was ridiculously good. I mean, because she really was using, like, some psychology to, like, mm. fuck with Jordan. And she mm-hmm. did it so well. And was successful, really. Yeah, you I see mean, Jordan after the fact crying in, ca- in the cabin. Which, yeah, she says, you're not even a freak. You're nothing. Which, you're just a dyke or something. Oh, yeah, at the end, yeah. And I was like, Can you Damn. admit that? You're not what you are. You're just a d- pathetic dyke. Oh my god! She eviscerated her, but in like the calmest, nicest. Well, then after way. that, she said, "All right, we're finished. We'll see you next time." With that big yeah. smile on her Thanks, face. Thanks, Arlene. Yes. Um, no one well, will love you. That's what it is. No, no one, one will love, love you. you. You're just a scared, lonely, ugly dyke. Damn. Scared, lonely, and ugly. Yeah. Yeah. I've been called a dyke before, but I'm not ugly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, and I sure as hell ain't scared. <laughs> well, so okay. Prior to Jordan going in there, though, who's coming out? Gabriel, Gabriel. crying, crying. So we kind of went into it, and I was like, "Oh, so this is gonna be it's gonna be rough." Yeah, it's gonna be rough. Which we'll talk about him later. Yeah, yeah. So after all this. We're back at the boys' cabin, oh, and they God. we now have a pink song montage. We get a flash mob! <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Here's my thing with this. The first time I watched it, I was like, oh, I hate all of this. Second time I watched it, I was like, okay, this is actually really cute. Because they're all singing pinks perfect yeah. together. Alex, I think, is the one that started it, right? Yeah. Because she's was reciting her and, some lyrics. And her, her she, and Jordan are talking, yeah. and then... And then they all get into it. And then even Stuart, of all people, he gets sliding, down the, sliding on the floor. Yeah, and they all sing perfect. Oh my God. And it was perfect, no pun intended. But while Kevin Bacon doesn't to say, think so. While Kevin Bacon's looming in the distance. <laughs> he does watching, not like it. Watching them through the doors. So, after all He's this. Like, damn, Stuart just did a floor <laughs> slide. I gotta get These to queers. <laughs> um... So after all this, Jordan gets up during the middle of the night and goes through Owen's desk. Which I thought was a little weird. Because obviously you're at a conversion camp, right? But I want to know like what possessed him to be like, I'm, gonna go. I'm just going to go be nosy and snoop through. Like You know what I'm saying? I yeah. thought that was a little odd. Especially after, I mean at this point they've only been there for like maybe two days. Well... I thought the day, yeah, it hasn't been that long. Because him and Alex were handcuffed together, right? Yes. Yes. So when they were down there, wasn't that when he told her they kind of came to the conclusion that something's off? Yeah. Well, and I think they're the are they the ones that saw the killer? In the yes. Woods? And he yes. yelled like, 
who is that or yeah, whatever. Yeah, who are you? Backs yeah. up and yeah. y'all nothing happens. So like, I, disappointing. I assume that's the catalyst to him <clears throat> wanting to research or whatever. Well, they find a bunch of photos where obviously people have been abused and beat and Children. all kinds of stuff at that camp. Well, it was weird because I thought, too, like, all these kids are, like you said... Young. They're, well, the ones in the photos look young, young. Young, young. Like... Eight, like, ten. Yeah. yeah I was going to say, like, ten years old. Yeah, they look young, young. So... Not that that confused me. It just made me think, okay, well, maybe they have them come in different groups or whatever. But um, Which they could. And then Molly walks in. Yes. And. All-knowing Molly. Basically she... says this is our secret and lets Jordan go. Yeah. Is there any moment in this scene where she's like, seems surprised herself? Was that in this little moment? No, I don't. Th- I don't think so. I don't think so. I didn't remember if like she was like surprised surprise. at all at the pictures and stuff. Yeah. Oh no, no, I don't no. think so. Okay, I don't no, think I so. think at this point, like, like Molly knows what's going on, right? right. So I don't think yeah. she's surprised. Molly's aware. So I should say, as Jordan was going into, I don't know, Owen's office or whatever that building is, Baltazar is coming out. So now we get a Baltazar scene. Baltazar is in his room, and he's watching on his computer a camera that he's set up in the woman's shower. And he loves ventriloquism. Oh, my God. There's so many dolls. He's got ventriloquist dolls all over the place. All over the place. And you're like, okay. Like, I like ventriloquism, too, but that's a lot. You don't have 150. I don't. But, yeah, he's watching them. And then... He gets he, his face in the computer. Yeah, face multiple slammed times. into the computer. Which, I mean, it was kind of foreshadowed that he was a little bit of a pervert because earlier on he was he's like Googling someone. Alex. That's and Veronica called him out. Yes, yes. Which, this was also the point where I had two thoughts. One, we're at 52 minutes and this is the first kill I've gotten. Second. Mm-hmm. Well, outside of the opening. Yes. So, I was like... Man, this took a while to get First where we're going. Killed. And then two, I was like, well, wait. We're not killing the campers? Nope, we're just killing. So I was like, okay. So okay. this is taking a different turn. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because again, like you said, it's the, the, the synopsis is a little misleading. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we now have our traditional gender roles scene where the girls go off and make pies and the boys go off and shoot guns. Yes. I love Toby in this scene, by the way, where he's like posing with the gun. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) I love him. (laughs) Ryan sat through like half of this movie and when it got to that, I just literally LOL'd and I was like, you literally know that would be me. That'd be like There's no way. I'm not a gun-toting... No. I would be like Jordan, for sure. <clears throat> Just not, I wouldn't hit as many bullseyes. That didn't surprise me, though. He came from a military family. We already right. knew this at this point. Didn't surprise me that he yeah. was a good shot. Well, while they were snooping, they found the picture of his family, right? Yes. And I guess there's a photo of him with his brothers and his dad, but he's a little girl in the photo. 
So you 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 know yeah, you know from a military. Jordan family. knows what's up. He, he can shoot. Well, they can shoot a gun. They and Zane has a pissing contest with him because yes. Zane has to be macho and thinks that he's, he's some better big alpha. And guess what? Jordan obliterates him. So sure does. Which and I sure some like little the oh yeah pine cones off pine the cones tree, yeah. off the tree just for like an added bonus. <laughs> yes. And while all that's going on. The girl. Toby's meanwhile is work queen. <laughs> yeah, that is true. I was going to say yes, they were girlfriend. They were making cherry pies or some kind of blueberry pie or something. Yeah. The girls. Oh, well, like when they picked Jordan to, it's so tense, and that's why I guess I love Toby so much. Because like in all these moments, you're like kind of getting into it, comedic. and then all of a sudden he's like, <laughs> "You better, yeah, you better beat him, girlfriend." Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was funny. Oh. I like Toby. But yeah, so the girls are making their pies or whatever, and Sarah starts Sarah flirting. Is being a total cunt and a flirt. Starts with flirting with Kim. Kim, right? Your pie looks delicious. It looks so. I bet it's so wet inside. and succulent. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm gonna eat it. <laughs> so gross. And then you think too, like, okay. We're not 100% sure how old this girl is. She could be 17. Literally. And yeah. how old are you, bitch? Like, you need to back You're off. like 35. You're at least 38. 30. No, I think, yeah, she's older than that, I think. But yes, at least 30. I mean, to be fair, I thought Gabriel was like, who is this 36-year-old man? <laughs> anyway. So. Anyway. Well, this is all happening. Yeah. It's like Molly, two scenes playing out at There's one. three, because Molly goes into that dilapidated cabin. Oh, every... Every camp slasher has one. It's and an old, is, abandoned, scary cabin. It looks like it's from the Chainsaw Massacre. There's chains and shit all over the place. Yes. And then she finds a locked door. Yep. And as she finds that, Dr. Cora stumbles upon her. What are you doing in here, Molly? <laughs> this isn't I'm up lost. To, this isn't up to code. <laughs> Not up to code. You got weapons in here. <laughs> There's whips and chains and sides. Sit scythes. Sits. Scythe. Nice. Scythes. I don't know. Something sharp. Oh, <laughs> uh, torture devices. Torture. Yes, that's a great way to put it. And then in my next notes, it just says, "Poor Toby." Yeah, poor Toby. I, I didn't really. Why did he always gun for him? I mean, no pun intended. But like. You know, even in the beginning, in the the circle, I think it's because he's very comfortable. I think in that being. It, Flamboyant. He hates that. He hates how comfortable He's trying to he knock is. his confidence down, I yeah. think. <clears throat> yeah, totally. He tried to gain his trust with the whole Sondheim thing. Uh-huh. And then tried to knock it down with this whole gun scene. So, basically, do you guys want to say what happens? You go ahead. It's just too much for me. So, the whole point of this gun scene is because they are men. They're Killers. pre-programmed to shoot flesh. And hunters. They're hunters. Mm-hmm. And Owen tells Toby that he has to kill Duke. Duke, the poor old dog who's just sitting there. Just sitting there. Well, he does say that Duke has cancer. I don't believe that. He's for in a lot one of pain. Second. Well, I don't either, but I'm just yeah. saying he does say that. Duke looks pretty fucking happy sitting in that field, if you ask right. me. He's smiling and He's panting. Ha- yeah. and- I don't think that if that dog was actually ill. He would have not even, as ill as he said. He, he would have was. even walked out there. No, no. with them, because who said it when they were walking the first I think it time? It was Gabriel that said that dog's sick. I've seen. I had a dog once, and that's how he walked. Something. Yeah, something. it was all 
putting fucking shit in their brain. Yeah. yeah. So as he's screaming at Toby to shoot the dog, Jordan ends up shooting the dog and then points it at Ellen. Oh, and he should have just pulled the trigger then. And he's a better he's a better person. I will say I do love that scene because he points it at Owen and then he puts it up in the air, shoots it, and then just flicks Flings that it. rifle and walks away. That was a good scene. It was a good scene. So while all this is happening While s- Owen says, I found my killer. Right? Yes. Uh-huh. Well, we already knew Jordan was good, but anyway, while all that's happening, Sarah asks Kim she wants to eat her pie to stay over because they want to i want to taste, taste your pie, pie your cherry pie and she's pretty much coming on to kim like she puts some color. of that pie in kim's mouth and kim is very uncomfortable yes and then runs off to the dock where then my next note is veronica and kim go muff diving on the docks wow <sighs> I, wow can i first let me just say when she's sitting there and she's Smoking a joint. Right? Yeah. I'm like, who taught this bitch had a lot of joint? Because that is like. <laughs> She's supposed to be from like a straight up. laced. <laughs> Maybe that's why she didn't know, yeah. but I want to know where, where'd you had that joint, girl? But it was like, when she sucked on it, I was like, I don't even see it lighting up. I didn't I, either, I did but it. then smoke came out. But then a little tiny, the weakest little smoke, puff, puff of, puff of smoke. smoke came out of her mouth. And I was like, Okay, maybe this is our first time smoking a joint because she clearly <laughs> no, she doesn't knew what know she how to was light doing. it. No, she didn't know how to light that thing. Half of it was like black from like it burned. Anyway, I was just. Oh. <laughs> I already knew they were going to get together though. They had like this. Yeah, I mean they bond. were building them up, but like at one point, well, at this point, I was like, well, first of all, you're really just going to do this out in the middle of the fucking day. Literally, like it is bright too. as hell. Anybody could have and y'all that. are just no. There ain't nothing and over panties you. come off. No. Like y'all are just stripping. Like damn, show I was girls. waiting for Doctor Cora to come in and be like, uh, "Excuse me." And then my second thought was, if I don't get a male-on-male scene in this movie after I just had to watch this, I'm gonna be real pissed. <laughs> well, so you know when they're sitting there and uh, Kim's like. I'm just waiting for Jason Voorhees to come out of the woods. And, uh, and Veronica's like, who? I was, I was like, like uh, bitch, come on now. You yeah. don't know who Jason Voorhees is. I was I disappointed mean, it was Nice that. little yeah. nod to Kevin's movie, though. It was. True. It was. And Veronica seemed to know what she was doing. Like, Right. Kim was enjoying Oh, well, this herself. is where we find out that Veronica is actually yes. posing. She is a college student writing a thesis paper. And she's posing on... to, like, right. she's going to, like, expose them, essentially. Yes. So it's an expose. Yeah. Yes. So, honey, she has been doing what she do for a long time. She likes to do it. She knows well, what yeah, she's she doing. It. In the circle, she said she was bisexual, right? Yes. And she didn't want to be because she was a freak. But right. She, and she could be bisexual. She doesn't really say. But. Well, she definitely don't show no interest in the boys. None. None. But I was like, good for Kim. Yeah. She, <laughs> good for her. So. Get it licked, honey. <laughs> Oh my god! What? <laughs> so, life. Jordan, Alex, and Toby make a plan to steal the bus and escape the next morning. Yes, they do. Really Originally, it was going to kind of just be them, and then I don't know. Someone says we should probably ask everyone if they want to escape with well, us. And I think at this point, like Toby's, 
And Stuart have kind of become friends, you know, and they don't want to leave their friends behind. Well, and much like the viewers, I forgot about everybody else. Yeah. So yeah, they were probably like, oh, wait, there's more campers? Yeah. True. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, who are these other people? Like, yes. They show up in the gender role scenes, but then, uh, you know, really. So Stu is swimming in the pond and Gabriel shows up. Dirty water, too. <sighs> it's Percy Priest Lake. Gross. It is. It looks nasty. Uh, Gabriel walks into that pond as if he was Tyra Banks on the Victoria's <laughs> Secrets one-way catwalk. He sure did. <laughs> May I join you? What kind of accent <laughs> he is that? He sashayed up into that water for real. He I did. Was like, what the fuck was that? But, but as soon as it showed it, you were like, oh, I know where this is going. Like, 100%. But all people, of all people, yeah. I did not expect Stuart to go for that. Well, Stewart's just horny, though. <clears throat> well, then he says to, to Gabriel, you look like a woman. No, I don't. I don't know I remember that. Uh, I, I don't think Stuart looks like a woman, and this is just you me. Gabriel. Gabriel. Yeah, Stuart definitely doesn't look like a woman. <laughs> but I don't think Gabriel really looks like a woman. I do think Gabriel, very interesting looking, right? I feel like he's androgynous yes. enough. That's true. That's a good So, one. like, he can kind of, like, he has enough of, like, his physique is very sleek and slender. Oh, he works. I mean, and he has fit. the long hair. And he's got the long hair. I think that they play on that. He's definitely, like, to be as slim as he is, like, he's very um, toned. Yes. And which I guess... Obviously, I feel like that's the kind of guy Stuart would go for, right? Well, like, yeah, because uh, Stuart's they're, a swimmer. So. They're, yeah. they're basically feeding this guy to Stu. Yes. Because he says that he's obviously attracted to men, but he wants to be attracted to, to women. women. Yes. So what are they going to do? Well, we're going to throw Gabriel at you because he's a little bit of both. Yeah. So. Well, you got your scene then. Yeah. I did, and I was a little... I didn't like Gabriel, so that... Killed it for you? Yeah. So they go to the dilapidated cabin and fuck. And then Owen... Yeah, they do. Yeah, they, they fuck standing up. <laughs> so then Owen oh, and... comfortable too. I know. And then Owen and Zane show up. Yes. And then I felt Stuart, bad for Stu. Stuart was tricked. Now, I did have an aha, like, <gasps> moment. I didn't, I didn't see that coming. Gabriel? So, yeah. Well, like, I don't think I did the first time I watched it either. Well, Gabriel starts talking about labels and says the only label I care about is Predator, is Predator and Prey. Prey. And which one are you? Yeah. I was like, He's oh. like, I know which one I am, right? Yeah. Isn't that what he said? Which one are yeah. you? And that's about the time they come in. And I was just like, I literally was like, <gasps> no. But, you know, it's so shady. So, Gabriel's obviously been working for them the whole time. So, the dog being sick, like... He knew, right? Cause yeah, he he's a plant. Them. When he comes out of Cora's office crying, like, that was all fake. Because um, he seems to be very chummy with them, and I get we get more of it a little later on. I don't know that we'll, like, dive into it, but he seems a lot, you know, super chummy with them. But I was just like, if this is a conversion camp, how are you so okay... With this one? With him doing what he's doing, Right? Yeah, I find that weird. Well, because I feel like I kind of think that Gabriel might be playing his cards right, where he's like kind of trying to save himself. Maybe he's saying he's not gay, but he'll act as a 
Well, not even that. I just think that they're using him and maybe he's turned it in a way to be like, well, this is for the greater good. So why don't you just keep me around? And maybe he's flipped that. He's bought into the program. Yes. His family. Yeah. And this way he can still be gay, but also like not be converted. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So Kevin and Zane take Stu into the back part of the Kevin? cabin. Did I say Kevin? Yeah. Owen. 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 Oh, uh, Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Because they're going to do... Mr. Too many Bacon. names. Because they're going to do... I think Could he says imagine? aversion therapy. Aversion. Could aversion. you imagine, though, if your last name was Bacon? <laughs> That's such a weird last name. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. I love Bacon, by the way. But Oh, me too. Anyway. So, basically... Poor Stu gets electroshock therapy as he sees images of men and women come on the screen. This made me very uncomfortable. It yeah. was uncomfortable. Like, actually, I looked at Ryan and I was like, I feel like this movie should have come with like a trigger warning to some degree because, I mean, I actually know someone that went through like, like conversion therapy and stuff, and like, I just feel like if I had gone through it myself and I sat in on this movie. You would have been uncomfortable. I would have been. It would have been a big PTSD moment. Well, and again, we're not a hundred percent sure how old these kids are. We know that he's wants to, he wants to go to college, so he's not in college yet. So he's he could be seventeen. Yeah, and you know that makes it even worse. It's like you're doing this to a kid, like an actual kid, and because we turn, don't know how old old they are. Yeah, and they tur- keep turning that. Yeah, he says to turn it up a little bit, and he does not turn it up a little bit. He turns it up a lot of bit, and you can see like the burn striation, the burn marks on his chest. Is uh, I did. I felt really bad for him. Um, I didn't really like Stu up until this point, and then I did feel bad for him. Yeah. Well, and we also get a little bit of knowledge that apparently Zane went through this, and we see how he turned out. Isn't that what? Owen yeah, says a douchebag. It turned, turned into a douchebag. Which we're going to get to more, more on him oh, and his for sure. later. Yes. But. So after all this, they bring Stu to the nurse and she threatens to expose them. Yes, she sure does. And and let's not forget. Um, this is where you get your favorite line. One of your lines. Chamber of Commerce. Is that when he talks about Yeah, I have it right in my notes. Oh. They bring them to the nurse and he calls them pervert kids. Oh, and then Molly's I'm on like, the ch- I'm going to close this place down, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, I'm on the Chamber of Commerce. Big fucking deal. Yeah. Um, but also, Gabriel shows back up, I guess, to Cora and Owen's cabin. And she's right? doing her best Keith Clanton. And Cora is cross-stitching. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yes, queen. <laughs> you make that cross-stitch. And it says, respect, <clears throat> renew, rejoice, which... I mean, should I make a respect for new rejoice? <laughs> you might have to. I don't know, y'all. I'm thinking about it. And he gets a treat, a yeah. snack. I don't. What the hell was that? I don't know what it was either. It was like out of cookie jar, but it wasn't cookies. He's like, can I take two? We won't tell Owen. And I'm like, it's literally like a mini Butterfinger. Like what? <laughs> it's one of those butter mints your grandma had on the table. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like a Werther's original? Yeah. Yeah, but those (laughs) are good. Y'all don't even hate. Those are, those slaps. No, I was thinking those little butter mints that were like that big and they were like pastel colors. Oh yeah, the ones that like melt in your mouth. Yes. Yeah. Like a Smarty? No. No. Like those kind of like chunky mints. Yes. But they're like powdery. So like when you grind into them, they just kind of like melt. 
Oh, like that they serve at baby showers. Yes. Yes. Those are good meals. And the ones that come out with it, like Christmas. I'm not saying they're not bad, but grandmas always have them. Yeah. And the Christmas ones are like candy canes. Okay. Well, see, my grandma always kept certs in her purse. And I remember being really little at church. And she'd be going through her um, purse for like a tissue or something. And I'd be like, can I have a cert? (laughs) And she'd give me one. I bet it was just like that, too. Yeah, it probably was. Meanwhile, I was like drawing pictures of the devil in the Bible, but whatever. I wasn't doing that, y'all. I really wasn't. This is why you got sent to that therapist at 17. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Probably. Um, so, Zane and Sarah are going through the kids' phones, and they start to fuck to shirtless selfies of Stu and Kim. Kim. That is gross. So, yeah. they're like... He's like going through. Well, I feel like he's going through Kim's phone, and he'll find one. And he's like, ooh, "You like this look. one?" And she's like, "Ooh!" And then she does the same thing for Stuart, and he's got all these shirtless photos. And Zane's like, "Ooh!" So then he starts to. Well, they're not really fucking. They're like dry humping because he gets on top of her. Oh, I thought they were. Oh, I thought he it. was like. No, when it shows that he's on top of her, like rubbing up against her, but his underwear are, you can see them. They're on. Like they're not. Oh, I fucking. thought. I, I mean, I pulled that tally whacker this, out through the front. Yeah, he, that's what I assumed. <laughs> the, look, the way he was thrusting look, and grunting. The way she was moaning. I get it, but let's think about this. This is a conversion camp, right? They weren't fucking. This was like their way of like releasing by looking at their phone. I, I, I never thought they were fucking. Oh, oh see, I just I thought did. that he was fucking and just looking at, thinking about Stu. Well, he was I'm definitely looking at Stu, but I, he was just, he was dry humping her, y'all. He was not fucking her. So anyway, the mass killer comes and hacks him up. Yes, best part of the movie. Yes. Sarah, see, I feel like that's an homage to a, a, another horror movie, too. A couple people having sex. Yeah, and, and one, look, the one at the bottom looks up and sees that there's a killer there. Yeah, it's a Friday, every Friday 13th movie. I mean, every come Friday Come on now. You know movie. that they were fucking. That's the first rule of horror movies. You never have yep. sex. Yeah, but I don't think... I really don't think they were. <laughs> but anyways, we can move on from that. I really I really don't think that... I think they were just dry humping because they were losers. Well, that they are. Uh, so then we see a scene where Gabriel is on a tube in the pond. And he finds dead Baltazar. Then and he's he, eating his treat. He is. He loves that buttermint. Then he is knocked out by the killer, mm-hmm. and he awakens, chained to the chair, and he gets his electroshock oh, therapy. Payback's and that thing is turned up full All max. the way, which I love, but this is also like when you're 100% sure, okay, whoever this killer is knows what's going on. Oh, yeah. At this point, I was like, I mean, I didn't know who it was, but I was like, this has to be- They're involved I, somehow. I didn't think that it was one of the campers. I actually thought- it was a past student or yeah. past like a an older camper. Yeah. That was just kind of coming back. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I kinda like this. I like where this is going. Yeah. I know I do love when he was being shocked how like the blood would like kind of you know, like because you could see burned, it, but yeah. you could really see it come through. Spreading, yeah. I liked that. That was good. Um Kim and Veronica decide to go for a midnight snack. Mm-hmm. And after go into the mess hall on the dock after they they're rough diving. I had a whole meal earlier <laughs> on the dock. Kim, I don't know sandwich. how Veronica's still hungry, <laughs> <laughs> right? She had a mouthful. <laughs> um, and they find All Zane, Sarah, 
Gabriel and Baltazar dead as a doornail, Chilling propped up tables at the tables. Yes. Yeah. So then everyone that is still alive meets up, and the campers are instructed to get warm clothes. While Cora goes to get guns for Owen and her. Meanwhile, um, they come back in their warm clothes, and they look like church cult cloaks. Well, did you notice that when they're all back? They're like, get your warm clothes, and they're all back, and they all have these black cloaks on, and I was like. What in the coven bullshit is this? <laughs> They're all wearing them. It is true. So Anna Y'all goes. Y'all about to do a seance? Y'all need to get on the bus. <laughs> well, Anna goes. I'm sorry, Molly. Molly. Molly is supposed to go get the bus, and then Jordan asks Alex to take all the non-speaking actors away through the woods. <laughs> no, yes. Yes. Basically everybody. Everybody. That's there. There's everyone that didn't have a line. Too. Everyone that did not have a line in this movie. Extras, extras. We're gonna yeah. need you to come to the woods with us, please. We need you to huddle together in this scene. Look like a bunch of orphan children. I yes, and then that down set. Okay, everybody, this that is, is a wrap scene. for the forty-two extras. Oh, <laughs> uh, so Jordan goes to get a gun and hears Owen coming in. They hide in the closet and they discover. A dead Cora. Cora. She's been killed. And it's the final countdown. <laughs> it is. That was good. Um, Owen is getting his handgun out of the desk when the mask killer shows up. And who do we find out that the killer is? Molly. But it's not Molly. It's no, Angie. It, that's the opposite. What? No. Is it? Yeah, Molly's? That's her sister. She, she, right? Molly was the nurse that she kills at the beginning. Her name is Angie. I oh, thought no. she was pretending to be Angie. No, she was pretending okay, to she, be Molly. Molly, but she's actually Angie. Angie's her name. I wrote it down in parentheses so I wouldn't get confused like <laughs> And then she tells him why she's there. <laughs> you don't remember me? You don't remember me. I was 14 years old. Yeah. And we find out she was at that camp and she went sure through all was. that bullshit. Look, this was Anna Chomsky's. This was her moment. This was her moment. <laughs> he can't see without his glasses. Where are his glasses? <laughs> That's what it is. You don't remember me, do you? I was 14. Chaired. Burned. You burned all the good out of me. Yeah, I mean. <sighs> and then it was suicide, self-hatred, pills, anger revenge yes good old-fashioned well she good old-fashioned revenge she says respect renew rejoice, rejoice revenge. revenge which was really great actually yeah um a fight ensues yep jordan comes out of the closet out of the closet no pun intended. the irony and then while cora died in one yeah yes and then sure poor owen gets it on a rhino horn he does well there's a little altercation there for a minute because yes. jordan's pointing the gun and molly slash angie is saying do, do it. it do it blah. and he's like i'm not gonna do this um what does he say no one needs to save me he says, no one needs to save me. But then, of course, Molly's like, fuck that. And she pushes him into the rhino horns, which we 
didn't even mention <clears throat> earlier in Owen's office. He's got all these taxidermy. Oh my God, animals, he loves a taxidermy like deer. Like you're, you know, your normal stuff. And, and then a rhino, fucking rhino. Like where do you even find a rhino head? <laughs> well, they needed it for this movie. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Um, because then he does say, "I make those kids into what they would be," and then she slits his throat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then she gets arrested. You know, she and, tries to talk him into joining. They're gonna yeah. go. She she's ready to go to every camp conversion uh, camp in the right. United States. She's ready to go on a <laughs> and recap on a tour. She's ready to go off. Yes, which is. I got to like. Obviously, I was happy to see all of them get killed. Like I didn't feel bad at all. But then I'm also like, well, you can't just go killing people, girl. <laughs> like, well, what's funny right to me? Why don't you How, how's that any better than what they're doing? You're. Like, when you think about it, it's like, obviously, so the scene where we see all the counselors dead, uh-huh. and, you know, there's that big old argument with, like, Owen and the campers, and everybody's senses, like, everybody's heightened, whatever, and Molly is involved in all of that. Yeah. And I'm like, if, I don't really know, I, I don't know how she thought this was going to play out. Like... Because had Jordan not been there, what was her plan? Because I kind of would have liked to have known. Because you handed off your phone willingly to Alexandra and told her, call the cops. Here's my password. So there had yeah. to have been incriminating stuff. Well, not even oh, that. Just not. like Our- like you knew the cops were coming. So yes, what was your plan well, i was <laughs> like jordan slowed her down a little bit and had jordan not been there she would have just killed kevin bacon and then just rode off into the sunset i kind of agree with you because there. everybody thinks she was thinking you know she's telling her molly they think it's molly nobody knows that she's angie. really angie. angie and i feel like she's she's probably thought about this she's hid her you know like kept her fingerprints off stuff probably or uh, so she, I, I mean, I, I guess she, she was just gonna go off and continue I to that, or she could have been like, "I'm the only survivor of the camp massacre." I don't see. I think she you think she ran just off. went off, yeah, because well, clearly she had a plan to do this at other camps, yeah. So she was just gonna be Molly the camp killer. But she like, was gonna get her revenge. Yeah, well, I mean, she did on them. She did rightfully so. They deserved it. All of well, them. they broke her obviously because. She was a mess. She was a mess. So then we the movie ends with Pink actually singing her song. And I was like, okay, we've already heard this. <laughs> so obviously they didn't want to pay to have any more rights to music in this movie. Yes. She used the same song twice. And we get those conversations between the main people, right? Oh, well, so, okay, we didn't really mention this because we kind of like went through it. But the whole thing. Toby running into the infirmary when he finds out that Stu is oh, like, oh. and they have like that sweet little moment. So at that point, cause Toby's like my favorite character. So I was like, okay, well I kind of thought when he went into the infirmary, I thought that like Stu was going to wake up and actually have succeeded in his therapy. And I thought he was going to like lash out and like do something oh. to Toby. Thankfully that did not happen. But at the end of it, I was like, okay, where are they at? They're just, still in their holding hands. Yeah, I was like, I they're just want to know where they're Probably at. Probably in ambulance. But like, yeah. then we see Stu on the the stretcher, like going out. So I was like, okay, well then they're good. Yeah. And I think, oh, because they said the 
Somebody EMTs says or whatever says something about him being family, and he's like, "Yes, yes. he's family or whatever." Get yeah, on the ambulance he's going to let him get on the ambulance. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that made me happy. Yeah, and Stu even Stu answers that question. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's cute. And then it's like, oh, Stu really made a total. Like, he accepts or accepts himself. Movie. Yes. Yeah. And the movie's over. Yeah. And, and I feel like Stu, even though he looks like a total douchebag, like he'd be a nice guy. You know, he's learned a lot about himself, made some friends. Yeah, because I don't feel gone. like most of the time you think about those. I mean, people like that are usually a bit more like aggressive. And I don't really feel like he was that aggressive. Not at all. Like. He didn't try to like beat anybody up or like. No. It was all internal for him. Yeah, totally. Before we move on to our final thoughts, it's time for Michael's favorite segment for the last time this season. Horror Fried Theater. Mike. Yep. Set the scene. So this is different. Okay. Uh-huh. And I'm actually going to have to have your input on this. Oh. Because... I guess we're just going to go out with a bang on this one. Okay. Oh, God. Um, so I actually have two scenes. I don't know if I want to do both of them or if I want to tell you guys what scenes they are and let you decide. Okay. Well, this is a collaborative program. So what do you want to do? Let Michael choose. What are my choices again? You're either going to do both or you're going to pick one of the two. One of the two. You know he's going to choose yeah, one of the not, two. Yeah, he don't want to do both of them. Okay, so... You know what? No, we're going to do both of them now. You do, both just oh. tried to pigeonhole me and stereotype <laughs> me. We're doing both. It's not stereotyping when it's true. Um, okay. Well, I've got... Are they th- long, though? Well, let me tell you what the scenes are, and then you decide. Okay. okay. So, the first scene is the sitting in the circle scene where everybody's talking okay in the beginning okay so that just seems kind of heavy right why are you here yeah that whole thing well it is but then you've got those toby moments that make it kind of funny oh okay so you know it has its its moments but it does go from kevin asking why are you here all All the way way to to jordan's emancipation got it so that okay or we just have the big scene after all the counselors are found dead. Kevin comes running out. Fuck, 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 fuck. He's arguing with Jordan, Molly, Toby, like the whole thing. Everybody's freaking out. So. I think that one would be more fun. Because there's a lot of serious stuff in that other one, right? Right. Yeah, I yeah, want to just We want to have more scene. fun with it. Okay. Just end scene. Okay. So we're just doing the one. Okay, yep. All right, well... In that case, hold on, let me get rid of the other. Wait. No, that's this one. Because they're all together. So. Did you secretly want to do both of them? No, my original thought was that I was going to do the circle one because there was just so many people. Yeah. But, and it would have been easy. And then I started thinking, I was like, I mean, that's a lot of people. Because it literally, this, the circle scene had one, eight people. Oh, wow. For three of us. So it was a lot. Um, hold on. Well, I mean, I already kind of set the scene. So we know what scene we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, characters. 
This was a little wonky, so I'm hoping this plays out well. It's fine. So, I'm actually going to do Owen. Okay. Michael, you're going to do Jordan. Keith, you're going to be Alex. I'm going to be Toby. Michael's going to be Molly. And then, honestly, that one little scene, our line where Veronica and Kim literally just say whatever when Jordan asks about them shooting guns. And they just say yes. I just, let's just all of us say yes. Because I didn't didn't want to give that to any person. So, all right. So that's where we're at. Alexandra. And I'll narrate. Okay. We ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Greetings, maniacs and madmen. This is Dr. Gang Green, physician of fright and Nashville horror host. Coming up next is everyone's favorite segment, Horror Fried Theater. Grab your popcorn and refreshments, pull up a slab, and get ready for the madness. The power around the camp has gone off. Kim and Veronica have stumbled upon the dead bodies of all the counselors except Owen, Cora, and Molly. Owen is addressing the group outside the main hall. Everyone is on edge. Fuck, 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 fuck. Alright, listen to me. I need you to stay together. Go back to your cabins. Fuck that. We need to get out of here. Don't you have a stat phone? It's gone. The stat phone is gone. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) They give us the funds. (laughs) Typo. Go ahead. What was I supposed to say? Guns. (laughs) Then give us the guns. You have the rifles. I'm not giving firearms to children. And you need to be quiet and do what I tell you to do. No. No more. You're not telling us what to do anymore. Owen shoves Jordan down on the ground. Stop it, all of you. Owen, get the bus. I need you to stay with Stu, but we can get the others out. Where's he? He's in the infirmary. He was hurt. Toby runs towards the infirmary. Toby, wait! Owen hands keys to the gun cabinet to Cora, and she runs off to get them for each of them. Everyone, go get some warm clothes on and meet back here fast as you can. Stay together. Go. Don't turn your back on them. You think one of the kids did this? All the counselors are dead. Open your fucking eyes. They're not the angels you think they are. Toby goes into the infirmary to see Stu laying there after his aversion therapy. They hold hands. They smile at each other. It's a moment. Cora's in the building getting guns out of the cabinet when the killer comes up behind her and kills her. I'm not waiting around for that psychopath to show up with the bus. No, ma'am. I'm getting out of here. I'll fucking walk. You really gonna walk? Hell yeah. Well, can you take all those non-speaking actors with you? (laughs) We see the group of kids that haven't been in the entire movie bundled up scared to death. <laughs> it's going to be safer if you're together. I'm going to stay here with Stu and Toby. Alexander, are you up for this? They're scared and it's a long way to town. Honey, please. I'm a black transgender woman. I can do it in heels. Here's my phone. My password is 0131. As soon as you get into some range, call the police. All right, kids, time to go. Come on, right now, step up your pussies. Stay close to mama. (laughs) They all begin walking away from the others by way of Alexandra's flashlight. Come on, all right, stay close to me, y'all. You guys go to the infirmary. Stay there, don't leave. I'm gonna get that damn generator working, and I don't trust Owen and Cora. Molly leaves Jordan, Veronica, and Kim. You guys go ahead. I'm gonna go get the rifles. 
What? What? No! <laughs> that wasn't the part. <laughs> it's okay. We did. <laughs> this isn't over. You know that, right? You go on ahead. I'll be right behind you. Do Do either of you know how to shoot? Yes. yes. <laughs> of course you do. They part ways, and Jordan heads towards the main hall, where they know the rifles are. Insane. So this is Dr. Gang Green saying goodbye and thanks for joining us here at Horror Fried Theater. See you on the next episode of the Horror Fried Podcast and be sure and join me every Saturday night for Dr. Gang Green's Sanitarium. Saturdays at 9 p.m. on Nashville's NECAT Channel 9 and simulcast on the NECAT Roku Channel and drgangreen.com. And as always, remember to stay mad. <laughs> it's time for our final finger licking thoughts y'all here at horror fried we rate our films using the heat scale of a nashville delicacy hot chicken on a scale of one to five no spice mild medium hot and nashville hot michael Mm-hmm. well i, I want to start with you because I want to know, like, if your thoughts on this movie changed from the first time you watched it. Yes, before you even dive into that. Okay. Since both of you have watched it, I'm curious if you rated it on your first, what you would have rated it and what your rating is now, or if it just stayed the same. No, I think for me, it it definitely stayed the same. When I first watched this with Keith a year ago, I never planned to watch this movie again. I didn't really like it. I didn't think it was that good. F- for me, it's not the act. The, I don't think the acting's bad. It's every everything else, the dialogue, the cliches. I it, it's just not that great of a movie to me. It it could have gone someplace great, and it didn't. And so I just I'm gonna give it a two. Well, what's funny is when it came out and we watched it, we posted a review, like a review on the Instagram page. Yeah. But because we were covering it this season, I took it down. Like mm. I took, oh, I didn't oh, know that. From the highlights. Oh, you took so it down. I could find it, but I have no idea <clears throat> where it is. But I feel like that's probably what you gave it before. I think right? so. You know, I think for me... I did kind of enjoy it a little bit more the second time around, but I was just so upset with, I mean, because I'm feeling like the true horror of this movie is them having to go to this conversion camp and what happens to Stuart, right? Like, because that could have happened to all of them. But, like, it started off and I thought, okay, this is your typical, like, camp slasher. It's going to be great. But we didn't get any of that. I didn't feel like a slasher movie at all. It just felt like a few people got killed, there towards the end, like, you know, all the camp people, but it wasn't a slasher movie, which is how it was promoted. So I think it was misleading. I don't, again, I don't remember what I rated it the first time, but if I had to, I'd probably give it like a 2.5. I was just very, there were some characters that I really liked. There were some characters that I really didn't like. And people listening might kill me for this, but Jordan, Theo, Jermaine, mm-hmm. Is not a good actor Mm-mm. at all. To me, to me, I feel like so many other people could have played that role and did it better. I thought the standout performances in this movie, obviously Kevin Bacon's good. Like, we don't even, we can gloss over that. 
But I thought Carrie Preston and her little small minor role was fan-fucking-tastic. Um, and Anna Klumsky, whatever her name is, to me, it's kind of like a, like, what do you call a one-hit pony? One-trick pony? One-trick pony. Like, to me, she just, she's not bad. I don't think she's bad in it, but I'm just like, I mean, she's just like grown-up Vader really mad. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So anyways, but I'd give it a, I'd give it a 2.5. Kind of with you, though. Like, I never intended to watch it Mm-mm. again. And when we added it to this list, I remember being like, God damn, I gotta sit through We had to add shit. it to this season. Yeah, we had to. Um, I think parts of it work, but a lot of it, it's just very misleading. Like, I wanted a slasher movie, and that's not what I got. Mike! I had so many preconceived notions about this movie going into it. Mm-hmm. Because it's been out a year. Mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of things. Mostly not great. So I kind of went into it in a pretty like... Under... Like... I, my expectations were very low. Yeah. So then maybe you were pleasantly surprised. So I think that that reverse psychology kind of worked in my favor. Now, with that being said, there was plenty of things that I did not like about it. I... Did not like the Glee moment at all. I thought, this is a fucking horror movie, and I don't like that. Got it. So, the characters were fine. I actually didn't mind most of them. I did think it was stupid that we had 20 campers and we were only introduced to six. Yeah. Like, that was kind of ridiculous to me. Um, Well... That was weird. And just to to play off of the slasher (laughs) thing, like, okay, in a slasher movie, you normally have a lot of characters that you don't really care about because they're going to get killed off, right? So, like, they had opportunity to, like, really run with that and kill off some counselors. We didn't get that. Now, by the end of it, we obviously know why the counselors aren't dying. But Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, like, they could have put a different spin on it. They well, have yeah, no like names, they have no lines. It stopped being it's a weird. horror film, like a slasher film for me, when I realized that it was just like a revenge film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, because that's kind of what it was. It was just they had a mask on. So. Well, and not even like a scary revenge film. You know what I mean? Yeah, like they had a purpose. Like we knew from the first kill, really, that. Okay, so now we're killing the counselors. So now we already know what the motive is. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of took the the fear aspect out of it a little bit. All of that to say, I'm gonna be right on the fence with it. I'm just gonna give it a three. A three. I mean, I think that's respectable. You know, thinking about it, I almost think I would have enjoyed this movie more if the main character was Molly. Mm-hmm. And we're going through the movie through her eyes. Like, we know it's a revenge movie from the get-go, and we're watching her kind of go back and forth between being the counselor that doesn't really know what's going on to the girl that's actually doing all the murders. Yeah. That would have been a more interesting story to me. Yeah. And I probably would have liked it more. I wouldn't have minded that it wasn't a slasher like it was promoted. Well, yeah, because I kind of feel like... I think it was... What was it? Antebellum, when we talked about that movie. Mm -hmm. I knew from pretty early on 
what characters I wanted to get it. Mm-hmm. This movie, I didn't because we weren't really like, I wasn't sure where we, where we were at with everybody. Mm-hmm. And then once it finally switched and you were like, oh, she's going after the counselors. I don't know. It did, there wasn't enough buildup for me to be like, yeah, fuck, fuck Kevin Bacon. Go get his ass. Like it wasn't. Well, yeah, I hated Sarah and Zay more than much him. More than I did Kevin Bacon mm-hmm. and his wife. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. I think too. Like when we watched it the first time, I remember thinking it's it's Molly, because at one point they were saying at the beginning when they're introducing everybody, they're like, oh well, Molly's new here. It's her first year. Y'all go easy on her. And I was like, mm, I don't know about it. Like, yeah. So to me, it was a little too predictable. Too, but you know, whatever they tried. Yeah, I think the the movie looks good. Yeah, and I think that like I like the subject matter. Me like too. I like the idea. Me too. I just feel like it was kind of poorly executed. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Totally agree. Because they did well with like the character development. I thought that was fine as far as mm-hmm. well with your main people. Right, yes. but like, um, I mean, because I would have liked to have heard Big Girl's story that was jumping on the bed to pink. Yeah, you got Big Girl jumping on the bed. You got Bleach Blonde Boy that you yes. never see again. There's a few other girls that I remember seeing that that they, they don't ever have any lines. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I do like. I like the subject matter, and that's pretty horrifying. But on one hand, I'm like, okay, well then don't market it as a slasher and just show it as kids at a conversion camp trying to escape. And like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that would have been more interesting or like I said earlier, have it be played out through Molly's eyes. I just feel like there's like, it could have been. I mean, if you want to like apples and oranges here, but similar in the ways of like children being conditioned by adult figures and Mm -hmm. whatever, I mean, look how fucking great the perfection was. And, mm-hmm. and like, that is leaps and bounds from what this was. Yeah, and at the end of the but, day, the perfection was a revenge movie, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like... Yeah, you're right. That's a really good comparison, because the perfection was leaps and bounds executed better. Mm-hmm. Like, the story was just better. You didn't have as many characters that were like and it kept, I mean, it obviously was very much the same as far as keeping you on your toes and guessing and whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, this was definitely no perfection. No. It was not no. perfect. <laughs> no. pretty, it was pretty, not please. fucking perfect. <laughs> Thank you all so much for joining us. If you like what you hear, please like, subscribe, and rate the Hard Fried Podcast and catch up on all our previous episodes on your favorite streaming service. Links are available on our Instagram page. Once again, we'd like to thank our friend Dr. Gangrene for hosting Horror Fried Theater this season. Y'all can find him on Instagram, YouTube, and at his website, drgangrene.com. Now it's time to swap spit and hit the road. That is officially a wrap on season two, y'all. Gentlemen, give yourselves a round of applause. We made it through another season. Queer horror is over. Um, we are, of course, going to come back for season three. Um, if you have any suggestions on what you'd like for our topic to be for season three, we are all ears. We have not even really discussed it that much between the three of us. We've thrown a few little ideas out there, but we are certainly open to suggestions and we'll post something on the Instagram page um, for you guys to answer. 
Um, we do have some things coming up, though. So, a little laundry list before we head out. Um, Fright Night Fridays is happening at yes. the Groove again, right, Michael? You want to tell us about that? This is our sixth annual, which I cannot believe, Fright Night Fridays. Start... And the second that we've been a part of. Yes, that uh, the Horror Fried podcast has uh, been a sponsor of. Kicks off this September 29th at 8 p.m. We're playing The Howling. If you're in the Nashville area, come to The Groove, 1103 Kelvin Avenue. Or if you just get a wild hair and want to visit. Yeah. <laughs> or if, you wanna, if you're at home and you want to watch it yourself, we're watching The Howling. Yeah, tag us in it. Yeah. I'm very excited. I always love, this is like my favorite thing to do at the store every year. Yeah. And it's pretty much like an 80s theme. Yes, we're doing season, yeah. The Howling. Uh-huh. We're doing Chopping Mall, The Lost Boys, and the 1988 the blob yeah so it'll be a lot of fun we are skipping one week because um keith maggie and i are going to camp crystal lake well we're going to camp blood it's a little camp blood it's a little different <laughs> it's out in georgia but it's where um part six friday the 13th was filmed so we'll be camping there that weekend so we've got that going on we are going to do a halloween special we haven't decided on a movie quite yet i have a few ideas um, I'm going to go ahead and throw out Spirit Halloween because I've never seen it. And I'm working there this year. And it's got your girl Rachel Lee Cook in it. I don't know if you knew I that. I haven't seen this either. So mm. I thought that might be a fun one to do. So we can circle back around there. And then we have partnered with our friend Clark, artist extraordinaire. And there's um, a calendar coming out. Um, hunks of horror calendar. Men that make you scream. So it's... 12 months plus an added bonus. It's a surprise. I'm not going to tell you who it is. But um, 12 months of your scream in, drawn pretty scandalously, I think. Mm-hmm. And if you pre order, you do get some perks. Um, so definitely check that out. The links are available in our in my bio. I think it's on our Instagram page. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. in our Instagram bio. So definitely pre order. Um, we're basing the amount we order based on pre-orders, so we will probably have some for sale after the fact, but you will not get all the goodies that come along with it, and there's a lot of really good stuff. And there's a picture of that posted on Instagram as well, so you can kind of see what you would get if you pre-order. And then later on, we will, of course, round out the year with um, our second annual award <laughs> ceremony. So if you guys have any ideas of... Um, Categories that you might want to see this year, please let us know. Um, we'll do the same ones we did last year, and those are all posted on Instagram as well if you want to take a peek, or you can listen. It's still available to listen on your favorite streaming service. Anybody else got anything they want to add? I just want to thank everyone for listening to Season 2, and I also want to note that our Knife and Heart episode just beat a record. It did. Most listened to episode Ever. Which is crazy to it me. Is crazy. So thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you for listening. Please keep listening. Spread the word. We're toying around with the idea of maybe doing some conventions at some point. We just haven't done it yet. Um But you never know. You never know where we where might your pop up. where your boys might pop up at. Yeah. Yes. So we're definitely gonna go to well, I don't wanna say definitely. 
I definitely want to go to Scarefest in Lexington. Just depends on if I can get off work because I'm a working boy. And as you can imagine, I cannot request any more time off in October. So (laughs) hoping. Tis the season. Tis the season. So hoping I can get there. And I'd also like to give a shout out before we go to everybody that joined this season and participated in an episode. Our friend Mm -hmm. Clark um, was a part of our Nightmare on Elm Street part two episode. Our friend Maggie joined us for the Fear Street 1994 episode. And then our coffin mama, Ashley, joined us for two episodes. <laughs> Jennifer Tilly ep- episodes. So she was on for Bound and for the Seed of Chucky. So we want to thank them. Y'all are welcome to come back anytime. And Michelle, our favorite little Aussie, was on Jawbreaker. Yes. So yes. thank all of you for all of that. Yeah, we had a great time with y'all. Y'all can come back anytime. All right, well, that's it. Until next time, remember, respect, renew, rejoice, revenge. Bye. Bye. I have zero interest in not being gay.